This is the Let Get Discussion Podcast. Yo, I mentioned this on the grade school show, I think. Um, if you haven't heard it, do that after this one. Like, listen to this one, and then go back and listen to the grade school show. Anyway, in and, and, and grade school, um, and it might have been junior high, for entertainment, we play pencils. See, now, one person hold a pencil uh, uh, horizontally. That's right, geometry uh, majors. And the other person will have to break it with their own pencil. Mm. Now, see, it's not that cut and dry. You know, strategy and, and, and theory involved here. See, you had some that would hold the pencil tight, you know, thinking it would make it stronger and less likely to break. Or you had some that would hold it loose, thinking it would bend with the pencil and not break. <laughs> And not break as easily. Then, then you had pencil selection. See, uh, uh, some some kids go with the regular number two pencil with the flat sides. And then the thinking is, if you angle it on the on the on the point, the hard edge will break the pencils. Um, then you had the round number two pencils. You play in the surface area and, and density game. It was geniuses back then. Then. You could have selected the scented pencils, the cinnamon joints, and and the bubblegum joints to make your hand smell at the uh, right. I will not throw paper wads at at uh, <laughs> Stacy all day, but anyway, the scented joints. See the thought process there, they were dope because you know they smell like cinnamon. Or you get the ones with uh, the Care Bears and My Little Pony with the cursive writing that goes around it. We ain't had those. We we're gangsters. But anyway, see. <laughs> The thought there was that the the scented coating uh, uh, provided thickness, so they were thicker, and you would get an extra hit in before they broke. So then you had those one pencils that were like rubbery that people could bend back a little more to get some extra torque. See, you know, it was, it was science behind playing pencils. You just don't go in there with your little punk ass pencil and try to play pencils. You know. We bet dollars or you bet lunch. I had to check the menu to see if it was like Salisbury Steak Day. You know, they could have that. I could bet bet my Salisbury Steak, but like Pizza and Tacos Day, you know, fuck that. <laughs> then eventually, they got like outlawed at school. <laughs> I mean, we like sneak and play pencils. We like get a hit in and then act like we're not doing anything and then get another hit in and <laughs> until we ran out of pencils. But then... When we ran out of pencils, we play sporks. <laughs> so we play sporks at lunch. See, playing sporks took a different level of precision. Because instead of breaking it in half, uh, you had to break the teeth off the sporks. And you had two different games. So it was either the first to break the teeth, period, or... You had to break each of the three teeth individually. See, that took talent, son. <laughs> so, anyway, um, breaking the greatest eating utensil ever is not what this show about. Um, today, we're going to talk about the uh, 1991 motion picture classic, New Jack City. Uh, movie spotlight show on the EDP. That's right. So, without any further ado, hit my theme music. 
Only you, only you, you will understand and appreciate what's about to happen. Now this goes down to my people's representing me, a smooth operator operating correctly. Now this goes down to my people's representing me. Eclectic relaxation. Now this goes down to my people's representing Rock grooves and make moves with all the mommy. E. You conceited bastard. Who rock grooves and make moves with all the mommy? I'm to introduce myself. You want the man. Who rock grooves and make moves with all the mommy? You said I'm not to eat. You want to make it burn. Most critically acclaimed Pulitzer Prize winner, best storyteller, thug narrator. When I step up in the place, they know I step correct. Girls, rub on your titties. Got that head not shit that make you break your neck. E. Look good, but fuck ugly. My attitude is all fucked up and real shit. I got you stuck off the realness. We be the infamous. So you can understand E The dopest, flyest, OG pimp, hustler, gangster player Hardcore motherfucker living today To be honest, I am totally and completely on his dick New Jack City is a hood classic That's the uh, dark brown Scarface It's like um, Keloid <laughs> for, for whatever reason, the urban market has been unable to match the cinematic delight that is New Jack City. This is back when New Jack Swing was popular, you know, the sub-genre of R&B. Um, the movie starts with a young Chris Rock, Pookie, uh, in a botch deal with undercover cop Scotty Appleton, whack-ass Ice-T. Um, <laughs> they get into one of the most unbelievable chase scenes in movie history. Not unbelievable good, Unbelievable bad. It's terrible. Um, Ice-T is a lame anyway for getting hurt by a punch from a pipe cleaner thin Chris Rock. This was when Chris Rock looked like a living, breathing, losing game of hangman. <laughs> anyway, uh, we meet the main villain of the movie, Nino Brown, of course, my favorite. Uh, uh, and we get, we get to meet Keisha and Dada Man. Hanging someone off of a bridge, they throw him off, he dies, and we get the Keisha catchphrase. Rock a blah, baby. Um, then let's see, he and G Money and their stuttering <laughs> muscle Dutta man who stutters and draws superheroes. I don't know what. Well, uh, G Money somehow gets his hands on some crack since they weren't selling it in New York yet, which should have raised uh, some flags. Where'd you get it at? What are you doing with it? But anyway, foreshadowing. He convinces Nino that people are fiending for the crack instead of weed or uh, coke, so they start selling crack. So after handling this crack out in the open in this club, uh, I guess since it was new, nobody knew it was illegal yet. Uh, <laughs> speaking of the club, uh, dope scene. Nino enters uh, the club Spotlight, who is hosted or owned 
or promoted by Flavor Flav for some reason. Uh, the entrance was dope because they were playing the show by Dougie Fresh and the Get Fresh crew. And he walked through the club and he was getting every prop imaginable and shout outs on the mic. Not to mention some random chick just hands him a bottle of Moet with a long straw. <laughs> hey, that's dope. Um, it was the late 80s, early 90s were in effect. You know, we had the Kangos and gold chains and track suits and lokes. Uh, we get to meet the rest of the crew. Nino's fine ass girl, um, played by uh, uh, Michael Michelle. Oh my god. And um, her, her cousin, I guess, or some shit, played by Christopher Williams. Anyway, Nina Brown comes up with one of the most genius ideas in drug dealing history. They take over an entire apartment complex by force and sell crack out of the joint. And the residents that were there could either leave or just be held hostage. So <laughs> that's dope. I mean, you know, I've never seen that in a movie before. So uh, they sold crack out the uh, apartment complex to Carter and gave them an area to smoke it. That was very cordial of them. Alright, alright, so uh, speeding it up. Uh, Nino <laughs> makes up a new pasta dish called Squingeely. <laughs> Pookie starts to smoke crack and becomes a fiend. Scotty seemingly falls in love with him, even though he shot him in the beginning of the movie in the unbelievable chasing. Uh, and instead of doing police work, he moves him in after illegally forcing him to detox. I don't know. Uh, Pookie then gets a free turkey, beats up a former prom queen, uh, crack fiend, gets convinced by Scotty to become a rat, um, infiltrates the Carter, the Carter, the, the apartment he took over. That gets infiltrated. Uh, Pookie the rat gets caught. They kill him, and he dies because he's high doing jumping jacks in a room full of teddies. Um, G-Money furthers his whackness by falling for a slur who for some reason Nina wants and smangs. G-Money starts getting smoked down on crack and he starts slipping and doesn't look for the pimples on the booty as Nino states he should. <laughs> you gotta watch the movie. G-Money also plays basketball in Chinos and Stacey Adams for some reason. Shirtless. <laughs> After the infiltration of the Carter, we have the extra dope scene with Nino and the dogs and the cane sword where he uh, stabs uh, light-skinned Christopher Williams, which you cannot watch without thinking about the scene on Martin. Uh, shouts to uh, $5 ads making change. Then there was a shootout in which Nino puts uh, a little girl in front of him and uses her as a human shield, which was dope. Uh, <laughs> she shouldn't have been there. And uh, Nick Ashford plays, plays a reverend. Keith Sweat simps at a wedding reception singing. Of all songs to sing at a wedding reception, there you go telling me no again. Uh, some punk-ass, snitch-ass, twerp kid snitched on where Nino was, and he was caught, and then some stuff happened at the court. You should see it. I have theories. I'll save you the ending. I won't tell you what happened. Uh, <laughs> the good thing about the movie is it came out when it came out. It came out in 91. And it's good because if it would have came out now, it would have been extra low budget, featuring even worse acting, and have some kind of sappy side plot. You know, and have uh, Nicki Minaj and fucking whoever the white rapper of the week is uh, starring in it. Might have been worse than uh, the hip opera. If you've ever seen that, I apologize. Uh, but New Jack City had a great soundtrack too. One of the best 
ever. Yeah, Troop and Laverne on the soundtrack. Uh, Queen Latifah for some reason. You had um, I Wanna Sex You Up by Cover Me Bad and the Am I Dreaming joint. Good thing. Anyway, this movie will get broken down probably improperly in about three minutes by me and my guest Bashani uh, from the single simulcast and send the solace on Twitter and every fucking else thing online. So sit back and relax and get a big heap of plate of squinchili and enjoy the show after this. I bought a donut and they gave me a receipt for the donut. I don't need a receipt for a donut. I'll just give you the money. You give me the donut. And the transaction. We don't need to bring ink and paper into this. I, I just cannot imagine a scenario where I'd have to prove that I bought a donut. Some skeptical friend, don't even act like I didn't get that donut. I got the documentation right here. <laughs> oh wait, it's back home in the five, under D for donut. That's why I don't litter. I don't throw garbage in the street. Not because I care about the earth, but I'm afraid I'm gonna be walking through the park drinking a soda. And when I'm done, I just throw it on my shoulder, flower bush, and land on some dead white woman's head with my fingerprints on the can. <laughs> now I'm the Pepsi Cola rapist because I'm lazy. Welcome back to the EDP Eclectic. Discussion podcast, EDP with the hashtag in front. Uh, never mind all that. I'm going to introduce my guest here, uh, self proclaimed podcaster, favorite podcaster, return, return guest, host of the single simulcast, creator of Sin and Solace. It keeps podcasting because it keeps calling them and calling them. <laughs> Man, when I start podcasting, I feel like I'm on the Enterprise, G. I just feel like I'm being beamed up to another planet. That's right. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Nino Khaki. <laughs> Actually, my mom used to call me Nino Cashmere, but... Uh, Nino Cashew. We're shiny, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. First of all, shouts out to my son, Devin. Without him, none of this show would be possible. Appreciation. Let's go. Devin, the most incredible uh, acquisition for Eclectic Enterprises. Now, the the contract negotiations were awful. I think I got got taken. (laughs) I got taken to the cleaners. (laughs) But I was able to land the number one show announcer, podcast announcer, and and all of uh, interwebdom. And, and cold game, since he got on your show, he refuses to do my show. 
cold game. Nigga got grounded for that. <laughs> you got you got to meet his terms, man. And <laughs> yeah, he wanted some crazy stuff. He wanted to stay up late. He he, he wanted Neapolitan ice cream instead of just vanilla. Yeah. I mean, he started going ham. I read his uh, show writer. He, he said, "Listen, I want." All Neapolitan ice cream, but I only want the strawberry size. If I see <laughs> any brown or white, I'm walking. <laughs> I want a punch bowl with only green gummy bears. If I see any other color gummy bears, I'm walking. And on top of all that, I want a bowl of gummy worms with no orange and white gummy worms in there. No clear. Yeah. I just want the red and green, son. Stamp it. Bring it to me. My man said, I want every Nintendo console with every Mario game except for two. If I see Mario 2, I'm walking. I want the Wii U. I want the Wii X, Y, and Z. And when I walk into the when I walk into the green room, I want Contra on the big screen TV with the 30 min code already in. All I have to do is press start. Bag it. Yeah, Devin is... But, you know, it's, it's nice to have you on the show, and, I, and I'm, I'm glad that, you know, uh, he, he allowed me to, to, to have you on the show, because he was like, he didn't know if, you know, one, two people in the family, he was like, you know, it's kind of my, my thing. I was like, I know, but, you know, you haven't seen this movie, so. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the one, uh, that's the one catch I had over him was the fact that I will not allow him to watch this movie. Like, he was peeking his head around and stuff, I didn't throw him out. Um, but to make it up to him, I uh, took him to see Record Route, so we're good. Oh, okay, that's what's up. Yeah. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, you already know by now that we are we're discussing uh, New Jack City. Uh, it's a uh, New Jack topic for a New Jack podcast. Uh, so, for all you squinjili-eating motherfuckers out there. That's right. Oh shit! This is the only podcast that lullabies of the podcast. Like a blob, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Yeah. So, so with all that being said, let's get down. Let's get down to it. Your thoughts on the movie? Your impressions? Did you see it in the theater? Do you remember when it came out? What What was going on? See, the first time I saw New Jack City, it came out in '91, um, and I remember vividly seeing it because I think that. The early 90s will go down in history as the best, worst time to be a young black male in America <laughs> because there's all of these movies, um, Juice, New Jack City, Boys in the Hood, Minister Society. Hood staples. You know, but they're movies that whenever you went to the movie theater, at least in my neighborhood... You were going to get shot at. Exactly. So we went to the movie theater out here in South Sacramento where Bloods and Crips reigned. And um, they actually started shooting like as soon as Nino got thrown over the balcony. They started shooting. Into the trash. We didn't even get out of the theater before shots rang out. So we had to like hunt down. So I think I may be the only black person in the world who has seen the closing credits of New Jack City. In the theater. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I never, I never got the, you know, this shit is so good or so bad. I'm shooting. <laughs> I guess Sacramento is, you know, it's West Coast, so I guess it was like 
hearkening back to the old Wild West. If they felt that the gangbangers or the mafiosa or whoever was on the screen affected them enough, they lick a few shots at the ceiling. Folks came to expect it. The, the ushers didn't even come in. They just, you know, oh, you know, it's a state theater. It's Tuesday. Let them go. I'm going out for popcorn. I'm coming back. Why is the door blocked? Oh, you know. Nigga shooting. Oh, it must be Thursday. Okay. Let's go. Like it was dope out there in the uh, Art and Fair Mall until... <laughs> yeah, it, it was all good until, you know, either they don't know, don't show, or don't care about what's going on in the hood today. That's right! Clack, clack, clack! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, alright, so, so, so the movie... The movie comes on and starts. What are your favorite things about the movie? Your, your, your impressions? What did you think? Um, you know what? My impressions as a youth was, damn, this movie is crazy hard. You know, I, I, I got to say that first off. Um, the fact that I was a kid, so I shouldn't have known jack shit what they were talking about. But yet, because where I was in the movies I had seen already, I knew a little something, something about what they were talking about. Yeah. It, it just was like a history lesson to me almost. But, you know, I had questions. Such as the fact that New Jack City, I guess, was supposed to be in New York. Um, yeah. But crack actually originated in Oakland. So why did they really make this in Crack City? That was the first thing that, like, folks in Sacramento was walking out. Them niggas should have done that in Oakland. We could have showed them the real stuff. We could have taken them on Old Farrell. You know, this, this, and this. Shout out to Todd Shaw. Basically. But, but you know, it was, it was, uh, it was. Didn't they give you props, though? Didn't they say that they were getting, they were, they were getting high off the shit over on the West Coast and, and G-Money brought it to New York? Yeah, so, G-Money. I feel so bad for him. I felt bad for him when I was 11, so think how I feel for him now. Like, that's the ultimate younger brother syndrome right there. Yeah, my man. This nigga brought crack <laughs> into New York. Like, he's the reason why there's crack in New York. It's G-Money. Not Freeway Ricky, not the Contras, none of them. G-Money. G-ass money. And Gerald Wells. Brother, his brother immediately takes credit for that shit gets rich off that shit fucks his girl and then kills him and ladies and gentlemen that is the show uh thank you again to uh Rashani for coming through time for the fifth that's kitty <laughs> but you know it was seriously I'm sitting there looking at it like dang G Money was loyal was he he but G, no, really, let's be honest. G-Money was like the, the prototypical younger brother. He really, everything Nino wanted him to do, he did it to try and please Nino. Nino stole his girl. Nino stole his crack. When the carter went down, Nino blamed him for that. I mean, but he was right, though. <laughs> yeah, the carter was, yeah. But still, you know. Um, also, a question that I had... The wedding scene. Why was Keith Sweat singing that song? Nah, nah, I'm not doing. I'll get to the simping part later. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, about there, you go telling me no again in a wedding. At she, the wedding obviously, reception. She, she obviously said yes, Keith. I think like, it was a uh, special shout out to the bridesmaids. 
<laughs> who, who later on grew up to be cut close. But, oh, um, hell yeah. Here's the thing. Like, Keith, I talked about this on on another show. On, oh, fuck I, that. Fuck that. No, you don't talk. No, you don't talk. My topics on another show. Oh, no, not the topic, just that song. <laughs> oh, okay. It's the symphonist song. Like, we have these simp songs Hello and uh, Just Cause I Love You and Don't Be Afraid. That's actually a rape song, but. Oh, definitely. Here you go, telling me no again. There you go, saying no. I want to be more than just your friend. Tell me so. Saying no. Yeah. That is whiniest. Do you like me? Check yes or no. She checks maybe or no, and you go the hell off. Oh, shit, shouts to Slam Books. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, when I saw that movie again, I heard that song and I just got sick in my stomach. Yes. Song set black people, black men back like eight years in their progress with women who weren't giving it up. Cause I'm sure they started. I, I I know there was one nigga with the Gumby flat top in college that was just following a girl around. There you go, telling me no again. Uh, well, uh, uh, please be mine, girl, because I really, really want to be yours. <laughs> that sounds like. That sounds like. What was that stupid nigga's name on The Simpsons? It sounds like something uh, a kid would do when he sent Lisa the uh, Valentine's card that said, I choo choo choose you. You choo choose me? Yeah, shouts to Ralph Wiggins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I've, I've, I've been searching all of my life. Oh, oh, baby, and I will find somebody just like you. Man. You can't make lines up any any sappier than that. We give everybody... Look, I've been shitting on Ralph Tresvan forever. I'm not going to go into it, but forever. I'm sorry, Ralph. You are now not my number one. Key Sweat is the worst... I mean, once and once you get past that first album... Hey, no, go, no. Once you get past that first album, which is a classic, no. how many bags you make to that Key Sweat? Once you get past that first album, Key Sweat's a whiny motherfucker. No, no. The first two albums. Let me see. The first two albums. Key Sweat has the best first two debut albums. He and D'Angelo out of all male singers. Period, point blank, male singers, period. You gotta throw Music Soul Child in there too. Mm, the first one, yeah, the second one, they don't stack up that to the second one. Life in it. And and just for that and time itself, those two, those two songs, just for those two, I put them in there. So for solo artists, solo male artists, D'Angelo, Keith. Music man. Close, but D'Angelo and Keith, those two, this, when people sleep on Keith's second one, but, yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you. But it, it still doesn't excuse the wedding. Uh, it, it doesn't. And, and, and here's my question about the wedding. Because right. once he started singing, I kind of blacked out and started looking at everything else. Here's what I saw. Oh, uh, the, the, okay, go ahead. The, the, um, all of Pearls from 227. Oh 
uh, friends was in attendance and two incredibly large white women uh, on Ice-T. <laughs> That's because, remember, Light Skin was in, and they saw that. They gravitated to him past Keith. Who was singing? There you, oh girl, you going to him? There you go, telling me no again. Oh, that's that's cool. You go to the light skin nigga. One day I'm gonna be in style. Me and Nino. <laughs> but, um, dark skin niggas. But um, here's what here's what caught me first of all. Right. At the wedding, um, Ice T is there. Right. Stupid ass name like Scotty Appleton. Um, Ice T is there. And he's chilling at the wedding with his white tux and his sunglasses on, looking like fucking... <laughs> oh, what was that nigga's name? Not Shaba Ranks. Shaza from uh, A Different World? Yes. Yeah. No, and then he's looking like um, Supreme Allah oh, from man. Oz. Oh, shit. Uh, it's Lord Jamal. Yes. Oh, punk, I'm about to get beat down, Key Sweat. Um... <laughs> um He's standing there at this wedding, and it's broad daylight, right? right? I need to clarify that. Broad daylight. It's outdoors. You see it's broad daylight. Right. While he's doing this, his partner, whatever his name is. Uh, uh, Nick Peretti. Peretti. His partner is breaking into Nino's apartment. Right. Why the fuck was it dark when he broke into the apartment when it's at the same exact time as the wedding where it's daytime? Uh, oh, got it. He, um, uh, Nino stays on the dark side of town. <laughs> it's like it's like an old school Looney Tunes cartoon to show how bad of a man Nino is. He lives in darkest Africa. Exactly. Deepest darkest. And why is it that when Nino has the hoe from the club stripping the I want to sex you up, his place looks all extravagant. And when Peretti breaks into his apartment, it looked like my college apartment. <laughs> Well, that was the uh, that was the uh, West Wing. <laughs> and then at the point where somehow Nino and Scotty Appleton, Benita Appleton, you gotta let me in. Benita uh, Appletini. <laughs> at the, I would have fought my ass off if my last name was Appleton. But um, that's and, a dope uh, Jamaican rum. And fuck Mario Van Peebles. That's just a side thought. Um, shouts to Rapping Hood. Man, he killed Big Daddy Kane. Ever since then, we've had beef. Oh, no. And let... Oh, man. But, um... When Nino and Ice-T are fighting... Again, at the apartment... At night... (laughs) Ice-T throws Nino out the window, and all of a sudden, it's broad daylight! Like, and everybody's outside in their pajamas and stuff, and it's broad daylight! But just before then, it was as black as Nino when he was sweating in that one scene. Oh, Everybody no. knows that one scene where his lip is, his bottom lip is all poked out. Oh, my goodness. And he's just looking all evil and sweaty and shit. Because that's when um they went up and, and, the, and the little punk-ass kid ratted him out. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's on the sixth floor, and fucking sick, you stupid jerk. <laughs> I hope you kill him. But those weren't my questions when I was little. When I was little, my question was, how the fuck did they tolerate Dutta men? Yo, money. You think this place is that, you know, you know, the high power shit. Hey, man, he was pure comedy relief, but he was the muscle. He was the muscle. I can't, if I'm 
a crime boss, you ain't gonna find no stuttering Italian dude in The Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, you want, G Money? I. I'm gonna need a replacement. It's that simple. This nigga's choking out Christopher Williams. He's stabbing niggas in the hand. You think he wouldn't replace Dutta, man? Hey, man, maybe, you know, they grew up together. Childhood, you know, something. Man, I don't care if he's the fucking artful dodger to my Oliver Twist. Oh, shit. The second you open up your mouth and... Dude sounded like the boxer in Harlem Nights. He ain't lying. I couldn't. I went. I'm not fucking with you. Get in the car. Go home. I'm going to blow up your apartment later. Because obviously Nino Brown could do anything he wants. You got this big fat dude walking down the street butt naked. You got Keisha hopping out the back of a... a Jeep, a Suzuki, <laughs> a Suzuki sidekick, <laughs> blow somebody's brains out in broad daylight. Rockin' by baby. baby. I wanted to fuck her so bad. But, hey man, she was the third hottest chick in the movie, though. She was. She was. <laughs> okay. I mean, first of all, let's talk about that. Let's talk about Nino's poor choices than women. <laughs> Nino's girl was bad. Like Michelle, ladies and gentlemen. Bad. So bad. I think me and you were talking about her in that Bulletproof movie with Damon Wayans and um and uh, Adam Sandler. Yeah. I want to say that was her in that movie. No, that was that was my girlfriend. That was um uh with the with the eyes. Yeah. Uh, never mind. With gray eyes. Oh my god. Preaching hashtag. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, but but yeah. Nino's girlfriend, top-notch breeder. Couldn't breed either, so she was perfect. <laughs> oh, uh, shouts to uh, Kristen Wilson. That's her name. But yeah. <laughs> was not having kids, so she was perfect. Had the body, had the face, had the hair, everything. And he gives her up for some skank wearing some $3 JCPenney's lingerie the, uh, that went up on his brother three hours earlier. Rainbow Intimates. Man. And she had negative nine curves. She had in the body of my wall. And he doesn't have stucco. Man. And he and Nino is so juiced up off this girl who's dissing his brother, who he just told we will never fight over a girl. We'll never let anything become between us. Like two hours later, Nino is salivating over this girl so much that he stands up and starts dissing his bad bopper for this thing. Not only that, though. Not only that. After it's all said and done, he leaves and comes back and watches and fuck the shit. Voyeurism. That's my thing. I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. Here's the thing. If I'm G-Money and... I'm with this girl. First of all, I see them at the club making eyes and she starts dancing harder. And my brother turns to me and says, is that your girl? Woo, you better watch her. If my brother tells me, look, if I'm in the water with my son 
and a shark comes up to me and says damn is that your son and I say yeah and he says dark meat I'm taking my son out the water I'm not look he, uh, shark swims by and taps you on your shoulder with his fin like uh, is that your son yeah sure does look delicious man <laughs> hot sauce in your back pocket or you just happy to see me <laughs> oh never mind I'll be right back it's like G money yeah 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 your girl is ugly. The hoe. And you see, your brother's warning you like three times. It's like Peter on the mountain when Jesus is getting judged. Where they say, ain't you rolling with Jesus? And Peter says, nah. And then they say it three more times and then the cock crows. Nino said, your girl is, your girl looks fast. Man, G-Money, you better be careful with that. Strike one. I'm going to take her to the house. It ain't my house. My house has a nasty blue plastic see-through phone in it. Oh. But I'm going to take her to Nino's house, which suddenly looks like a mansion. And we're going to watch a movie like Scarface. And while we're watching Scarface, she's going to stand up and instead of saying something to me, which my girl should do, my girl should hold it down for me and represent Woo, walk them dogs, bitch. <laughs> oh, shit. She ice cream. And, and she showed up half naked off top anyway. Instead of repping for me, she stands up and says, Yes, Nino, the world is yours. Pause. Pause the tape. Me and my girl going into the bathroom. We need to talk. Pause the tape. Okay, but he lets that ride. That's strike two. Strike three, she says you need someone to give you good children, Nino. Mm. Bitch, I'm standing right next to you. I'm looking at you. I can hear you. I can hear you. You're telling my brother that he should have good babies? Word? And I felt so bad for Nino's girl. Like, do something. Take your earrings off. Do something. Don't just sit there and cry. Just because your mom was housing shit in Woolworths. Don't sit there and take it. Oh, Selena, no. You hood. Just because your daddy was a doctor who was making house calls, that means you got... You know what? In all honesty... She had a lot of repressed anger, and she should have beat the shit out of that girl. Oh, definitely. And then G-Money should have beat the shit out of Nino, because Nino was a skinny dude. Yeah, but G-Money's a punk. G-Money was a punk. Anybody, I'm telling you. G-Money's claim to fame is having a nappy ass in Jason's lyric. <laughs> and, and a jump shot. Oh, yeah, and a jump shot. And what was that that he was passing around to put the money in? Was that a Kango? Like, nigga, you're a drug dealer. Where is your wallet? Smoke weed every day. What, what, what is this? You got a crumpled up Kango in your pocket. Really? You ain't got no gym shorts? You out there in Armani? Taking jumpers? With no shirt on? And, and little kids are climbing the fence like it's the Ruckers? Yes. And it wasn't even a three, though. He was like by the foul line. Why are you betting on a, on a free throw? Watch, I'm gonna make this Patrick Ewing blink jumper. I don't care. Nigga, look, for real, if we're playing for money, nah, my brother. Actually, honestly, what the fuck is Quinn, what, what, what's Quinn Geely? No renegotiating. Fuck that. The Cash Money Brothers are a self-contained unit. But I tell you what, you come back and you see me next week, right? And I'll hook you up with some of them Collard green linguinis and shit. <laughs> Chicken Alfredo. Chitlin's Alfredo. <laughs>
Maybe get a better suit. Fuck <laughs> you. Hey, Nemo, man, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you should have done that, man. Frankie's an alright guy. Look, fuck them congealy eating motherfuckers. This is our thing. If they don't want to roll with it, we'll roll right over. That's that brand new pasta. I cook. I love cooking, and I love cooking pasta. I went to the store a few days ago, and I asked my friend, Luigi, hey, Luigi, give me a pound of your freshest squingeely. <laughs> he looked at me like I said, hey, Pedro, gooly goo goo. You met your wife 15 years ago on a motherfucking camping trip, and that your wife was Puerto Rican? Your wife ain't no motherfucking Puerto Rican. I thought she was when I first met her, Gus. Because I walk up, I said, hello, it's good to meet you. My name is Vernon. And she said, hello, I'm Bunny. Goonie Google. <laughs> what the fuck does Goonie Google mean, Gus? I don't know what the fuck that shit is to this day. I thought I'd learn some new Spanish shit. I went up to my friend and said, hey, Sanchez, Goonie Google. And Sanchez said, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so I've been walking around for years confused. And I finally figured out about your wife, where you met your wife. You didn't meet your motherfucking wife on no camping trip. Your wife's a Bigfoot, isn't she, Gus? <laughs> Sanchez. <laughs> Sanchez, Gooly Google. Get the fuck out of here with that. Squingeely. You fuck them Squingeely eating motherfuckers. At some point, Mario Van Peebles said, you know what? I'm out of lines. Let, just let your anger for anything light-skinned, white, or Italian go. Now. Ladies and gentlemen, he he probably meant Skun Skungeely. <laughs> Squingeely. S Q U I N. It does not work for friends, ladies and gentlemen. No, it, it was it was it was it was Skun Skungeely, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna spell Squingeely. Uh, triple word score. Triple letter on the Q. And I used all of my letters. Oh, and, oh, who knew it was an adjective? <laughs> oh, man. But, you know what? I love this movie. Mm. Despite everything. It sounds, this is the same thing that happened when we talked about New Edition. It sounds like I didn't, but I do. I love this movie. And I can quote it almost all the way through. There's only three movies like that. This movie, Friday, Kill Bill. Grace. Grease. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? Man, you did. Grease too, though. No, fuck Cool Rider. Shout out to Hand Jive. Man, I taught my kids how to hand jive, but doesn't hand jive sound like a sexual maneuver hey, that. Man, not, until, not until you I'm just Chris said Hansen it. I'm Chris with Dateline NBC. <laughs> For a turkey? Oh. <laughs> what? I used to be proud queen! <laughs> And now you're prom fiend. I was prom queen of King High School. This is beneath me. <laughs> that used to be the prom queen. Now you ain't nothing but the prom fiend. Look at you now. Look at you. Didn't I walk three glasses in your list of goodness? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Why was Chris Rock built like a black uh, gamer operation? <laughs> <laughs> Chris Rock looked like... There's a, look, there's a song called Straight Outta Compton. He made a song called Straight Outta Low Cash. In that movie, he looked like he was straight out of Sudan. Oh. I, I mean, straight out of Nambia. <laughs> Shout out to winning every uh, long distance run in the Olympics. Ever. But, look, when 
Chris Rock got into this movie, it was before he did anything else. I think he had done, um, I'm going to get you sucking that bit roll first. And it was my first time seeing him. Again, unless he was in I'm going to get you sucker, which I don't remember. But I think that was prior. I think it was. Well, technically, technically, and this is me being a hip-hop nerd, technically, he was in Crush Groove. And, and, and um, Beverly Hills Cop. And then I'm going to get you sucker. Okay. Then New Jack City. See, now, I didn't remember anybody being in Crush Groove except for the fat boys when they went in there and wreck shop on that buffet while warning niggas that they was going to wreck shop by rapping the song All You Can Eat. And he, he, he told them exactly what to give them. But yeah, um, uh, uh, Chris, a, a young Chris Rock uh, was, in, was in Crush Groove. I think that was his first and the movie. the boys ate all of his food. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> thus. But when he showed up, in this movie, the first two things I thought was this. One, um, when he was like, well, we'll talk about, we're, we're going to talk about memorable scenes later, correct? Sure. Okay, then I'll go into it later on. But to say, one of the most memorable scenes that I had from that movie was the first scene uh, between him and Scotty. But we'll get back to that later on. Chris Rock was probably the most credible actor in that movie. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, look. He looked like a crackhead. Oh, you know what? Okay. I, I see where you're going with this. He played a credible crackhead. I've seen crackheads. He acted like a crackhead. Ladies and gentlemen, this is all with Flavor Flav being in the movie. Oh, my God. Man, Flavor Flav and Chris Rock looked like twins in that movie. Except Chris was on crack. He ain't lying. And Flav. Look, how do, are you running a drug consortium in the back of a club that has Guy performing on New Year's Eve? You are about to get rocked by some cool mellow fellas that just got off a train from Brooklyn. I'm talking about Aaron, Damien, Teddy, Slim, Guy. Give it up. Hey man, listen. God. What kind of VIP room was that? <laughs> hey man, th- that was that was the that was the dope that was the dope. Uh... He the fucking curtains open. Niggas saw him through the window shaking crack. Damn, crack. G money, go sell some of this out there. <laughs> Give me a martini too. Nigga, come on back. No, uh, uh, a bottle of champagne with a straw. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just I'm just I'm just saying like I know that the clubs nowadays and I haven't been in a while cuz I'm old but the clubs nowadays have this thing called security. And the security is usually off-duty cops. Okay. Now unless Nino Brown owned this club on New Year's Eve, right. there's have been security. Off-duty cops. Come on, they don't play it like that at the, um, what was it, the Spotlight? The Spotlight, where they have these, the the blinds that you could turn with the, with the, with the little white stick. With the long stick. (laughs) You know, 
and they had them wide open, and this wasn't reversible glass. Niggas was looking through. I could have swore I saw an eight-year-old looking through a window while him and G Money were making their fake promises to one another. Oh. I'll never, we'll never betray each other. Not the fake promises. Fake promises. Uh, foreshadowing, ladies and gentlemen. Man, as soon as they did that, my dad was like, that nigga gonna die. <laughs> I mean, but how dirty are you? At the beginning, you're saying, we ain't never gonna let nothing come between us. Ten minutes later, something comes between you. Hey, we'll never hurt Am I my brother's keeper? Hey, yes. in, his, in his defense, he told G-Money that. G-Money didn't agree. <laughs> <laughs> nah, G-Money, you'll never let anything come between us. He's like, we'll never let anyone or anything or anyone come between us. G-Money was like... <laughs> G-Money, you're going to be my number one guy. It's like, what? The same thing? It's the, hmm. the Black Manolo. Man. Except I like Manolo a lot more. Manolo would have never started smoking crack because... <laughs> because Nino Brown fucked an ugly girl. I mean, now listen. And 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 Unique and Unique was and Unique was defense. At the time, she was pretty. She was fine. We thought. Mm, we were young. We were young. I need something. I need something to hold on to. Her bra when she was doing that. I'm gonna sex you up or I want to sex you up scene. Her bra was on her shoulders, but it was falling off in the front. Like, it was, it's like, it's like if my, it's like if my 10 year old daughter puts on my wife's bra. She could, you know, there's nothing there. There's no, what are you supporting? Uniqua, who, really? Are you what they named that fucking backyard again after? Cause you look just alike. <laughs> I'm just saying there, Keisha Keisha yeah I could have seen if, if if Nino had left his girl for Keisha on some Bonnie and Clyde type stuff I would have approved I wouldn't have understood but I would have approved now, now for those of you playing at home you know who you know what she's more famous for being who Keisha or Unique with <laughs> Man, now I, I could have swore, and this is just me, I'm probably wrong. But is that the same chick that was in CB4? No. Okay, then help me out. That, ladies and gentlemen, that's Nola Darling. You ain't lying. No way. That's Nola Darling. She's got to have it. No way. Yeah. You know what? I, I could not see past the and and she's gotta have it. She had like the shag and she was ugly, she gotta have it. Well, I'm just I'm just saying. Let me keep it one hundred. Spike Lee came out of that movie looking desperate. Oh no. That didn't do nothing to help his stature. Cause Spike Lee, that girl was not cute. She gotta have it. I thought after I walked out of the movie theater, she gotta have it meant a boob job, dental uh, work. But listen, but at psychology. the but 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 at the time, but, prayer. But at, designated driver. No, no. 
and a wolf pack to hide behind. She better not be the ugliest girl in any group she goes out with. She better hang out with fat, just nasty, food dribbling down their face, girls who sound like the better man. No. No. She... She didn't, she didn't, she didn't know. But at the time, though, she's got to have it was big, it was naked, it was sex. It was, it was, you know, we wasn't, she wasn't. Sex with an ugly girl. She was a hoe. I was prom queen of King House. We wasn't judging back then. But yeah, that is, that is, uh, Uniqua is also uh, the infamous Nola Darling, ladies and gentlemen. I bet you that was Nola Darling. I bet you changed her name. Oh, no, because dude shot her at the end, didn't he? I'm trying to think if she's got to have it. I never made it all the way through because her face gave me nightmares. Man, she's got to have it as a classic. How dare you, young man? No, Full Days is a classic. She's got to have it as a classic. She's got to have it ranks near the bottom oh. of Spike Lee's movies. No, it does. That's near the top. We'll talk about that later. Could we will you continue to. on, sir? So, like I was saying before, I was so interrupted by Nola Darling. What the fuck? Um... Pookie. Oh, Pookie. Pookie. How dumb is Scotty? <laughs> I mean, really, how dumb is Scotty? Is that your only idea? Like, to get Pookie, a reformed crackhead, working in the biggest crack house in New York City? And why was he, why did he fall in love with Pookie in the first fucking place? Exactly. And he's up there watching them shake and shiver in the bed. Shouldn't you be out on the fucking beat? <laughs> or, or on top of that, just straight up, nigga, you shot me. Right. I can understand if we're seven and eight and we get into a fist fight, we might be friends a few minutes later. Nigga, you shot me. And then I became a crackhead. And I'm happy being a crackhead. And then you forced me into rehab. Which, um, that didn't seem legal. No. And, uh, what do you, what do you write? I'm writing your name, Pookie. <laughs> Wait a minute, that, I'm, I'm, My name is Delof, my name is Delophius. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that, yeah, it, it, my name is, uh, what was it? It's Benny Robinson. I was like, it's Benny, it's not Pookie. You called me Pookie. <laughs> you mean Pookie? You didn't call me Pookie this whole damn movie. Where's my respect? That's why I'm smoking crack. That's why I'm going to be dead with a bum attached to me later. Man, but here's the thing. After he goes through all the rehab, after he hears the, the sob stories about the woman selling her kids diapers. And the blind kid. The blind kid. I, I knew he was a crack baby. <clears throat> I knew he was a crack baby. You fucking serious? You wrote crack when you had him. I knew he was a crack baby. Everybody knows he's a crack baby. Bitch, you stole their clothes. I ain't never got gaffled like that. I used to do the gaffle. I digress. Yes. Even after all of that. I'm sorry. Sorry for party rocking. Um, here's the big question, though. This is how stupid Scotty is. And this is how stupid Pookie is, to be honest with you. After you let him go work in this crack shop, before he starts stealing crack, he goes back to his apartment alone where he has a crack pipe sitting on the table. Now, you don't know, that could have been uh, early uh, 90s Art Deco Vaz. 
<laughs> this is not a crack pipe. This is one of those things where you put water in the back and the bird's head dips into the water. Exactly. <laughs> or uh, it was a, a aromatherapy. You stick the little incense sticks in there. <laughs> when my girl comes over, I put one single dandelion in the top of this pipe. Anybody oh. want to blow bubbles? Oh, man. Oh, goodness gracious. For some reason, thinking about Pookie makes me think about CB4, which then makes me think about Fear of a Black Hat, which oh, then makes me think about I'm just a human being. So I just have to get it off my chest. When I doo-doo, is my shit not brown? Most people is. We just flush it down. But <laughs> look. Here's the other question. This is this is how this movie doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. You let a rehab crackhead live alone where he has a crack pipe and vials of crack in his apartment. Okay. Okay, fine. That's you. That's your idea, Mario Van Peebles, to put that in there before he even starts smoking crack again. That's okay. <laughs> Mario Van Peebles. He has a vision. Why would your vision that um in in the drugstore where where Pookie worked at? Why was everybody else, men and women, topless? Yeah, I wear a button-up shirt. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, that is the number one question. Everybody else is topless. He's pointing at women's titties all the way through, and he's wearing this pink button-up shirt from a chess king. <laughs> with a t-shirt underneath it. You know, because you got to flesh yourself out. You got to be thick. And and everybody else in this entire building, in, in this entire drugstore, gets checked on the way in and checked on the way out to make sure it's not stashing crack. Where's the one place Pookie stashes crack? In his mouth. You don't think that one of those gun runners, one of those dudes at the bottom holding the gun, the fucking dada man, isn't going to open your mouth as you walk out of this crack store? Well, listen, he could have been swallowing and shedding. Nigga, they wouldn't even let you take a cheeseburger out of McDonald's if you worked there. <laughs> and you're going to take a vial of crack from Nino Brown, who just shut down an entire apartment building. Made it in the Beirut. Fuck it, they'll be living hostages. By the way, this entire movie was full of A cups. Yes, it was. Yeah, it, Alicia Keys would have fit in just fine. Oh, no. As a matter of fact, the the guy that was in the drugstore, I didn't know until I saw it was actual hair on his chest. I was like, oh, it's just another small titty. Oh, okay, that's a guy. <laughs> I mean. This movie, you, when I got older, and when you watch it again, listeners of the EDP, first of all, I'm proud of you all. You choose well. Um, when you watch this movie again, you'll realize that it's really a comedy. Any any movie that has Mario Van Peebles in it is a comedy. Last time I was hating on Ralph, now Mario can get it. Definitely, Mario. Definitely. Mario Van Peebles had no business. That's like me writing a movie. And I don't know where to go with it, but my daddy wrote a movie, so I should be good at it by osmosis. And so what we get is a lot of plot holes and senseless shit. Like right after Pookie dies, 
Mario Van Peeble gets his good soliloquy monologue where he tells Ice-T that this is all your fault. <laughs> we just buried him. We're walking away from the gravesite. Nigga, this your fault. We're done. We're through here. You're fired. It's over. Is this a bad time? <laughs> Can I... I could send it to you in a text message. I could Eric Bischoff you. Oh, shit. <laughs> but you're, you're through here. And then you get lines like Peretti standing at the top of a fucking building with Appleton. Appleton and Peretti. That just sounds like a, a, a store on Fifth Avenue. A cupcake shop. Basically. But, um... Standing on top of a, a building, they don't start actually liking each other until they get kicked off this case. Then all of a sudden, they start solving shit. <laughs> what the hell did Peretti mean when he said, I used to be pookie? Yeah. No, you didn't. You never did crack. Maybe you used to do blackface. <laughs> I was a white trash pookie. Yeah. Did you do meth? Did you do meth? It was for his uh, high, high school uh, presentation of Roots. Man, that Freddie made me so mad. Okay, so does this mean if we were talking favorite character, what he's not your favorite character? Oh, like like I really wish he had got shot. Now, who would be your favorite character? Keisha. Step the fuck off, okay, okay, Keisha. At least, because, yeah. And and it's quite simply. Because not only was she beautiful, she was a cold-blooded killer. Yeah, she was fresh off of um, uh, getting a Big Mac and large fry and Coke with Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. And I seriously, I, I'm thinking about this. Like, close your eyes and picture this. I really think Keisha killed all the competition in the Rock city. The wall, baby. Hey, man. Like, nobody else, I don't think, shot anybody. No, and she, she she went out she went out hard she went out stupid but she went out hard. Yeah. She I mean I mean Keisha might have went out stupid but she hit us up with a great catchphrase. Rock a blah baby. I mean even though Nino could never lead into it. Hey Keisha if he makes a move, la 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 by his ass. <laughs> Rock the Nino Brown sounded like Shaquille O'Neal so many times in that movie. Oh, no. But Blade, no. All, all Keisha did was talk trash, look good, and kill me. She off, was the black version of Go-Go. Hey, <laughs> so, now you're talking. And, um, all Nino Brown did was make up words and chop off an Italian dude's hair with the switchblade. And why was the Italian dude holding the back of his head? Like he was bleeding. You're not dying. He cut off your ponytail. That was his shout-outs to uh, coming to America before it came out. Basically. Like, for real? And, and, and... I think Nino's about to itch. <laughs> Who wrote this? When you lay down with fleas, they're talking about Uniqua, I guess. Uniqua was a plant like, um, like, uh, damn it, what is, like Monique in Beer Fest. That's oh, what shit. What a fool, ladies and gentlemen. She was really, like, working for the Italians, and that's why she got in between G-Money and Nino Brown. 
code name Squingeely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of all the things you could have called him, you could have called him a pesto sauce eating motherfucker. Fuck them Squingeely. You could have called him a rotini. You make something up, and it's like you're that's that's your big moment. Next moment where you're walking in that in the conference room with the dog and the chain, your big moment is when you call this dude a squingeely eating motherfucker. Fuck them squingeely eating motherfuckers. Do you know how many stupid black men you affected by saying that? How many? If people left the Avengers and H Swarma. How many black people do you think tried to impress their date that evening at the Italian restaurant by ordering squingeely? Uh, yes, um, the lady will have the lobster thermidor, and, um, I'll have the squingeely. <laughs> what? Hold on. What do you mean you don't have any squingeely? Come here, come here. Here's $50. I know you have squingeely in the back. And a nice red sauce. And, um, a Merlot. <laughs> No, no, it's black. It's, uh, uh, what's the dessert one? Uh, Moscato. <laughs> oh, um. And a nice crepe Suzette Moscato. Could you, could you, um, uh, what we want is the, uh, lady is going to have a nice, uh, spinach Florentine. Um, we're going to start off with a salad. Um. Caesar, of course. Um, could you give us a lot of uh, bread, both wheat and sourdough? Um, I'm going to uh, be proposing to my girl later on, so I need you to follow these rules to the T. Um, I'm going to, myself, have your finest bottle of Moscato, and I'm going to need you to bring me out a hearty size helping of squingeely. Um, also, I'm going to need to pay for this with multiple credit cards, multiple, multiple credit cards. Matter of fact, you take gift certificates here. Um, do you honor competitors' coupons? <laughs> hey, hold on one second. Hey, hey, you over there. Hey, hey, brother. Hey, hey, brother. I'm, I'm still waiting, brother. My five dollars. This went really cost $17.95, brother. Since I'm going to propose to my lady, um, I'm going to want squingeely and meatballs, and I'll hide the ring in one of the meatballs. I have an allergy. Can you make it gluten-free squingeely? Oh, my God. Um, this is what happens when Shiny gets on the show. I'm so Sorry. It's Squinchili. Fuck them Squinchili motherfuckers. Like, you could have said squid. I bet you he was supposed to, You know what? I'm dying for a uh, New Jack City 25th anniversary Blu-ray that has the director's cut in the comments where Mario Van People finally gets mad and admits that nigga fucked up that line so bad. <laughs> That we let it go. He was supposed to stay Linguini and could oh, not no. remember to save his life. So instead <laughs> of Linguini, he saw a shirt and he knew it was something Linguini and he just went from there and it turned into Squingeely. Uh, no, uh, see, um, uh, what happened was we were uh, working on the script and inside the script, um, it gave direction to, um, to Nino to squint 
<laughs> and say Linguini. <laughs> but he read the entire line <laughs> as Squinjili. How many people do you think? Because remember, there was a time in the mid 90s where black people were naming their kids anything. Oh no. Black kids named Romeo, black kids named like Italian names like Fredo. Think there are any kids out there right now named Squinjili? Squinjili Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Just call me Squin. Oh shit. Oh god. But um uh, uh yeah. Um uh, uh least favorite character we're guessing is uh Appletini. I'm just, no, Peretta, Peretti. Oh shit, Beretta and Pirelli. I uh, hate Scotty. I did. He was dumb. He was real dumb, but he wasn't the dumbest. The dumbest was his partner. But but he, he shot a again. He shot a smiley face in somebody else's house. Exactly. Like, dude, that wasn't a target. You and just, I got neighbors. Dude, you well, at just, least I did have neighbors. You just got like a and how the fuck did he afford that apartment? You've been suspended forever. Hey, hey, uh, I know that, you know, I've been suspended. Now, thank you for this chance. But I'm going to ruin it because I don't want to work with him. Yeah. <laughs> I know you wouldn't let me work with. I know no one else would give me this opportunity. But anybody but him. Like, you got demands now? Who do you think you are? Louisiana Tech? <laughs> oh, shit. Shout out to Tech. And really, Nino, how much do you love the community that you give this nigga a whole turkey who cut in line past everybody else? We have mad turkeys. Something, a piece of meat, maybe some dark meat if they're lucky. You gave this nigga a half a turkey and you gonna tell the rest of us we all out? It's a plot device. And you see, Pookie, you run down his whole profile, his whole resume. You wanted to be a stick-up kid, but then you got shot. Now you're a crackhead. If you clean up, I'll give you a job selling drugs. The fuck kind of businessman are you, Nino? I'm not going to put somebody with a food-eating habit. Look. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give Eric Benet a job as a bouncer when I'm a porn producer. Oh no! I'm just saying. I'm not gonna give Kelly Rowland a job as a singer. Oh, oh never mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> so do we even need to discuss memorable scenes anymore? I got a few more. I All told right. you this whole thing down. Okay, break it down. Memorable scenes. The Carter when they took over the Carter. And this, by so the way, that there was nothing that you could do but enjoy Levert and Troop, shots out, singing outside the Carter at the fire. Yes. Now, where the question was, were they doing crack? Of course not. They were just trying to stay warm, man. Is that why they were outside the Carter? Like, why are you standing directly outside a crack house? That was. Uh, they were undercover. And and was 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 here's a here's a killer. Was Levert supposed to be Troop a few years later? Like when the Carter first got started, that's when they had Levert out there singing, right? And then when it turned into the dirty grimy shit, you go back and it's Troop. <laughs> Did Gerald Levert lose all that weight? He's smoking crack. Oh no. Huh? 
No, no, no. How dare you? because your voice is all raspy and shit now from smoking the crack. All of a sudden, he's turned into Steve Russell. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yeah. No. How did Queen Latifah fit into that anyway? That was the worst choice to have somebody rap over a song ever. Like, that song would have been pretty But she didn't even really rap. She was just like the host of the Apollo. <laughs> hey. I'm going to go up to somebody from here on. I'm going to go to work tomorrow. And when somebody says, Rashani, I want to explain something to you. I'm going to look him dead in the eye. I'm going to be like, kick the ballistics, G. You have to say that. Kick hey. the ballistics, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of a meeting, they're going to start talking. Now we're going to go to page 37. That's right. Kick the ballistics, Carl. Hey, make sure you have some shades so you can just you take them off aggressively right before you say it. Hey, everybody could do that, couldn't they? Mario Van Peebles had one scene where he was wearing sunglasses so he could snatch them off angrily. <laughs> and look, niggas dead in the eye. I let everybody else do it. Shit, I better write me a scene. How can I do this? I think I'm going to make fun of Pookie right after he dies. <laughs> and I'm going to do it while I'm carrying my daughter, who has nothing to do with this movie. Like, where's her mom? I'm walking away from a crackhead's funeral. The people who killed this crackhead know that he was working with us. There's a great chance they're waiting to kill whoever he had the wire for. Because he screamed out, help me, Scotty, they're gonna kill me! Exactly. Now, now, my issue, besides all of your issues, but my issues with the movie is, uh, I hated the, the, the beginning chasing, because that was just ridiculous. But he, when, 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 when Appletaney goes and, 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 and gets Pookie, he's like, oh shit, you're a cop. You fucking, you're a cop. So it takes Christopher Williams Two and a half hours. <laughs> I, I've seen that guy somewhere. Okay, I swear. go with this. Go with it. Keep going. No, talk to you in a couple of days. All right. So, you know what? That scene was best replicated in any movie ever in The Emperor's New Groove, where Kronk is in the tent and he says, that guy in the restaurant. He didn't pay for his bill. So, oh, shit. <laughs> it's like, Christopher Williams is standing right there. He's looking at this dude who looks like fucking Mad Cobra. <laughs> dead in his eye. 
while he's waved his gun around to people, he's looking at this dude again at the basketball court when he's wearing a mink right. and this dumb look on his face. He's looking at this dude again at the wedding. On top of this, we saw no one else in the entire movie with dreads. Exactly. There was no nobody else in the entire movie. Exactly. And you can't recognize this one light-skinned nigga with really long dreads. Nope. Not until he kneels down in the same position. And this nigga is the one college-educated accountant. You're supposed to remember shit. You're the only educated person. You wasn't smart enough to go, oh, shit, okay, that's who it is. Hey, Mino. Hey, just don't do it right now. I gotta tell you something. Hey, hey, Mino. Now, like, you gotta go to the bathroom and walk out to so we could kill this motherfucker later on because I'm pretty sure this is a setup. I mean, hey, Nino, isn't it kind of strange that right after you and G-Money fall out, this nigga suddenly shows up? Like, Nino, Nino, I just want to pull you to the side and remind you that G-Money's the one who let the crackhead into the Carter. Yeah. Don't we want to follow up on this? Can we do a background check? You got these... You got these security niggas who are retired cops, off-duty cops. Have them run a check on them. Uh, One of them should look through the screen at the spotlight and recognize this nigga. Somehow you got the technology to make these hologram access cards before the internet was invented. So <laughs> um, figure out who the fuck Scotty was. Hey, and and it was just pimp how they had the tube system that they used to have the bank when you pull up to the outside teller. Yeah. And you stick the tube in, and then your crack comes down, and you go out to the, man. But they put it in an apartment complex. I mean, these he has some fucking engineers going on in there. It's man. Very, How very many kids did he corrupt in that movie? I'm saying they had the accountant. They obviously had some niggas from MIT out there. We can make crack better. But the thing that I remember from the intro, mm -hmm. not when he, not Crispin Williams, not none of that. When he was riding the bike to get away from him, and Ice-T's new Jack Hustlers playing in the background. Yeah. I was, again, 11, and lightweight stupid. I realize that now because I have an 11-year-old son. Oh, no. You know, smart in some things, lightweight stupid in a lot of things. And I have been playing a lot of 720. Shouts out to one of the greatest skateboard games to ever come out. Best in the arcade, by the way. Okay. Um... And so I'm watching this movie, and Pookie hops on the bike and starts riding away. Right. And he's riding down steps, mm -hmm. and he's riding away from him, and somehow Ice-T stands right behind a nigga on a bicycle. <laughs> right behind him. But I, you know, okay, whatever. Pookie, it looks like, rides up a wall. That's the only thing I thought about when I saw it. I realized it was a top-down shot of him riding downstairs and oh. making It looked like that nigga rode up a wall twice. And I sat there at the age of 11, and I was like, I wonder if I can do that. Oh, no. I'm going to go home, and I'm going to get my BMX. You went to the half pipe? Man, I tried so hard, but I lost my nerve. But yeah, that was the thing I remember the most. I watched it a, when I watched it a few days ago. That's what I was thinking. I was, damn, it still looks like he's riding up a wall, but now I know he's riding downstairs. Oh my God. Ladies and gentlemen.
public school oh, education. I was 11. Okay, just to be quiet, I went Buckeye. Um, but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. That first of all, shouldn't they have like some sort of railing or a warning sign or something? Hey, this is a fucking cliff. <laughs> I know it's the bottom of a staircase, but it's actually a two-story drop on some train tracks. Be very careful. No, we have no idea what these steps were really supposed to go to. Past this. We don't even know where we built this. Talk to Bloomberg. We have no place to go from here. We actually did this for the live-action Looney Tunes movie. They never came to fruition. Yeah, you were supposed to uh, paint a big black hole here and go right through it. <laughs> Pookie's looking over his shoulder, you know, still going down the stairs, clunk, 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 clunk. First of all, that shit is hard as hell to do. It is, but it, it used to be fun. It used to be fun. When you get older, you realize you could break your shit. Oh, I'm cold. Riding down the, collarbones will die riding down a flight of steps on a bicycle. He flips. Off the bike and somehow flies 30 feet past this train that's speeding down the tracks. It was a windy so, day. So, <laughs> it was like a field goal. So, Ice T, I'm sorry, Apple Teeny, yeah. sees this happen, sees this two story drop, realizes I'm a cop and this guy has my money, and makes his yelling. I can only call it the Rocky Balboa yell jump. While running in midair. Yes, love that part. The feet pedaling in midair, cartoon style. Um, and lands just fine yeah. on his He's a regular Dominic Dawes, this asshole. Rolls, stands up, makes the pose, and does it moving, and catches up with this nigga. <laughs> like, was the train two cars long or something? Every freight train that I've seen has made me late for work. It was the train from Silver Spoons. <laughs> <laughs> Alfonso Riviera rides by. I should have been in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Shouts to the Pepsi kid. But, um, yeah, that's, that's what I remember the most from that opening scene was, A, the fact that they rode up the wall, B, the fact that he rode off the wall but didn't die by the train, and C... The fact that when he pulled out his gun on all them niggas who was running up getting money, after he shot Pookie, Pookie's down. He's like this. He's out. Yeah. I'm going to draw down on innocent niggas who's trying to get money. Because <laughs> there's no way that that's illegal. No, not at all. You know, this cop shot this dude who didn't have a gun, didn't flash a weapon, he shot him in New York. Yeah, that's a that's yeah. a that's that's foreshadowing for real life. Yeah, there's no there's no um, there's no outrage or no community <laughs> outcry at this point. Man, yeah. let me see what else. Memorable scene, another one. Uh, the wedding, of course. Of course. Which showed how heartless Nino Brown really was. When he had had, had his human shield. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 ladies and gentlemen, don't judge me, but I 
I do laugh at that scene. Did you laugh too? I do laugh. <laughs> like, there's a gunfight going on. Where are your parents, little girl? Right. Are you with in this group? And the mere fact, the mere fact that these guys had semi-automatic machine guns and hit nothing. At all. And so much so, uh, Nina Brown, no, the girl was there. Nina Brown then comes down, grabs the girl, goes back, drops her, then goes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Appletini then comes forward, grabs the girl, and takes her back, all mm-hmm. while they're shooting, and no one gets it. Except Keisha. Because she stood right there for longer than 10 seconds. Exactly. Apparently, the rule is this. If you're... If you only have a pistol, mm. your um, hit points and hit protection goes up to 30%. It's like, you know, speed and agility goes up by 30, but your power goes down by 15. But if you're carrying a big-ass machine gun, first of all... Oh, shit, that was vitality. anybody out there. Like, somebody should have shot Keith Sweat. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now Keith was over there minding his business. Keith Sweat should have got shot. I bet he tried to get that written into the movie. You know what? If I get shot in this movie, women will think I got shot in real life, and that'll contribute to my thugness. You're not going to do it? You're not going to do it, Mario? There you go, telling me no again. <laughs> you know what? I've got my movie. I got my song for the movie. I think I think that they just wanted to kill the girl because they had this whole shootout, right? Mm-hmm. And they were shooting at Nino, and they were shooting at Appetini, they were shooting at the girl, they were shooting at the G-Money, they were shooting at the gentleman. But right after they shot Keisha, they packed up and left. They were like, oh, our job here uh, is done, let's, let's go. You don't want to go uh, fuck with uh, Rev Oats? Mm. Just Nick Otis. Um, here's the thing. First of all, I'm now convinced that Keith Sweat was initially going to sing Make It Last Forever until Mario Van Peebles wouldn't pay him what he was worth, and then he made up that horrible There You Go Tell Me No Again song. Oh, no. That's number one. Number two, the whole movie was fake. The whole movie was fake. It was, it was all... Uh, bad, it, it was all a, a theater production done by 12 year olds it was all fake oh, no. See, it was all fake cause like I said if Keisha had capped the roster man in real life like that in New York City she would have shot him in the head Dutta man would have tried to pull out in the traffic and they would have been stuck there not in uh, 91 <laughs> see different it was different back then well technically that was the yeah it was like 89 i think the movie came out yes not in the late 80s they would have been fine they would have been just fine but actually you know what in hindsight unique was the fourth most attractive girl in that movie i mean hold on let me think about this uh you got uh so we got we got selena Mm -hmm. and you got keisha Mm mm-hmm 
Not Chris Rock's girl. No, hell no. Not Pookie. I used to be prom queen. No. Uh, um, I, 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 I think I lost. Oh, uh, kept, kept, and, and uh, uh, the girl in the uh, in the rehab. No. The girl in the rehab from summer school, Kelly Jo Mentor. And then she'd have, she'd have, she'd have, she'd have fifth cutest. All right, then. At this point, because number three yeah. on the list. Miss Hawkins. Oh my goodness. Okay. Point the finger at me, Miss Hawkins. Hey, Mario, we got 10 minutes left before you got to turn in this script to us, okay? Fuck, I'm just going to steal the whole scene from Scarface. <laughs> but they did watch it 13 times in the entire movie. Foreshadowing. I'm just going to steal the whole scene and then just insert Miss Hawkins. Um, all right, here's the big question. Did Nino really die at the end? Nah, he's a he's a quadriplegic. Oh no! Like, damn it! I say he's alive and well. Nope, nope. He got he's a quadriplegic um, because not only did he get shot, but then he fell over the the rail and kind of landed on his neck a little bit. And then the um, doctor who was who could have saved his life and made him just fine. The doctor was uh, his ex-girlfriend's daddy, the one who was doing that. Oh, shit. And so he sat back and watched until that nigga became a a quad. I was watching the movie, and I just knew that in, like, 93, 94, we was going to get a a part two, and it was going to open with him in the hospital. Or, like, it would be, like, after credits, they show him in the hospital, and his eye open, black-ass eye. (laughs) Make that same sweat face. Yeah. Oh, when his it's mascara was running. Black face of CeeLo Green oh. and Closet Freak. Oh, Jesus. Alright, so uh, what would you have changed, if anything, from the original movie to make it better? Um, First of all, in, the, in, in that day and age, in all honesty, mm. I would have had Wesley Snipes play Appleton. I would have had Denzel Washington play Nino Brown. Wow. That would have been something. I think that would have been brilliant. I think about that all the time. And then if you really want to get deep into it, I would have had like uh, Emilio Estevez play Peretti. At least would have been better acting. Yeah. Yeah. It's that simple. Fix that movie. Mario Van Peebles is just a stupid motherfucker. Okay, so should or could they do a reboot or a, or a sequel now? You know what? What? I don't want them to, but they could. The only bad part is that, like... You know what it'd be called. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. New Swag City. I don't know. <laughs> and you know what? I was going to say they could remake it, but I wouldn't want to see it because it would have a bunch of rappers in it. Oh, it would definitely look like it'd be like uh, uh, 2014. Who's the man? Exactly. And and like Little Wayne would funny. be Betty, or Little Wayne would be Appleton. <laughs> Drake would be Christopher Williams. He would be Kareem. I fucked up big time. You're incapable of running this shit. Sit your five dollar ass down before I make change. Oh shit! And um, well, you know Nicki Minaj got to be Keisha. Nino Brown. Who? 
Chief Keef. Oh shit, I don't even know that dude. Me neither, but I know he shot niggas and then went on Twitter talking about how they died. Oh, that is great. Fine. Um, but Nicki Minaj, the one thing I know for sure is that Nicki Minaj will play Keisha. Yeah, definitely. Rock the wall, baby. Oh. Okay. All right. Now, last time you were on the show, we 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 talked music. Yeah, and we, we we talked good music, good R and B music. You were wrong on a lot of points, but I still like you anyway. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I was right. Now backed me up in my rightness. You should. I see you didn't do a poll for that, by the way, but because it was it was just it would have been. So, in my opinion, New Jack City features the best soundtrack of this era movies. I'm not saying it's better than Sparkle and some shit, but the soundtrack, incredible. If you remember it, what do you think the best and the weakest song is on the soundtrack? Okay. The best song to me on that soundtrack... In the dust? Nah. (laughs) It wasn't I got my... And my dick is in the dust. (laughs) That... Man, but um, that was that song ranks right up there with "Sex, Money, and Murder" <laughs> on the Juice soundtrack. <laughs> Sex with your bitch, money for the crack, murder is a hobby. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a love ballad right there. Oh man, um, the best song to me, honestly, like even now, if I hear it, it's it's a rap. I want to sex you up. Yeah, Tell me bad. Yeah took that song and just that's the song that launched them do you realize they had like two songs I want to sex you up and I adore Mia more no and they had that other song they had one more the all for love oh yeah I could have sworn that that was the other white group with Kenny G's little brother in it. <laughs> no that wasn't the other white group all for one wasn't that the group <laughs> um but I Want to Sex You Up was a badass track. That track almost made Uniqua acceptable. <laughs> and then she just kept dancing and talking over the music. If she had just shut up, you know, it would have been okay. Shouts to Nola, darling. And then the, uh, the song after that is I'm Dreaming. And then For the Love of Money. And so what's what's the worst one? There you go. <laughs> Will you leave? No. That song is a classic. No, it isn't. It's a classic simp song. Well, true. Like that song. Let's see. If, if we can give Boys the Man a pass for making a song titled Simpin', it ain't easy. <laughs> you can give Keith Sweaters just do. I can't. I, 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 I just. You. You're following a girl down the street. And you're saying, there you go, telling me no again. <laughs> I mean, that's the one song where Keith Sweat said, I've got to make a music video for this. And his director said, don't. <laughs> Just don't, Keith. There's no way that this song can go anywhere like you think it will. He don't. replied He replied with a simple no. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it works for everything. Okay. Yeah, how far? There you go, Tom. You know, again, it's like the worst song, maybe of the 90s. And, and that includes 
two hype brothers and a dog with doo-doo brown. On that note, we're gonna take a break right now because this guy's talking crazy talk. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a break here, and then after that, uh, well, Devin knows what's coming up next. You know what's coming up next. I used to be prom queen. The fifth. After <laughs> after, after this. In a major way. He loves fruity pebbles in a major way. The bedrock yellow, orange, purple, lime, and red. But to get the fruity taste, I got a trick friend. <laughs> fruit a fruity. <laughs> to get the fruity taste, he's got a trick friend. Bonnie. Guess that's a wrap. Most fruity pebbles cereal. Part of this nutritious breakfast. Yeah, but never delicious. Welcome back to the EDP Collective Discussion Podcast. Hashtag in the front. Looks like Chick-fil-A waffle fries. <laughs> Appreciation. <laughs> Appreciation. Uh, uh, this New Jack Podcast, New Jack City. Oh, uh, hood movie everything. Here with my uh, uh, my hood movie correspondent from the left goes uh, Shiny. Mr. Single Simulcast. Uh, Mr. Sin Solace. And everybody's favorite everything, except Gwenjili Velvet. <laughs> Had to get some new Jack podcasts for a new job for a new Jack podcast. Oh shit! Um, uh, so we, we, we're talking the movie New Jack City. We're talking about a, a whole bunch of other more shit, and, and and now it's time for the fifth. One, two, three, four, five. Time for the fifth. All right, buddy. Five questions. Let's run, run them down. Question number one. Nino Brown or Avon Barksdale? Oh, you know what? It's it's easy. And to anyone who knows it, knows it's easy. It has to be Avon. Um, and the reason why is because Nino was a dude who couldn't control his own team. Um, with G-Money and, and Pookie and everybody getting high on the job and everything and messing up, you know, getting the whole Carter blown up. That's obviously a sign of bad upper management. Um, when it's all said and done and you look at it, Avon didn't have any breakdowns on his team except for Star Stringer. Hey, man, Stringer is the greatest thing that ever happened to that show. Yeah, like AIDS is the greatest thing that happened to Africa. Oh, yeah, it was dope. They put him on the map. So, <laughs> I, I would have went with Nino for the simple fact that the Carter move was genius. It was. It was genius. And it wasn't And it wasn't like, hey, what can we do? You know what we should do? He just said, we're going to take over the Carter. I have a vision. <laughs> My man had blueprints. 
I don't know where they came from. <laughs> Look, that's this is the type of shit I'm talking about. <laughs> so, but I mean, I understand the the Avon. Oh, as a side note, Avon or Marlo? Um, it has to be Marlo. That is incorrect. It's Avon. No, no, it has to be Marlo because not only did Marlo not die and not go to jail, but he, I mean, he didn't lose. Well, he went back up the streets. He did what he was supposed to do. He did everything he was lined up to do. And he kept, and the reason why was because his name was his name. I, I, I guess. Avon had nothing to believe in. Marlo believed in his name. I will agree to disagree on this one. Uh, and then when all said and done, he became a security guard. Jesus. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, question number two. Dead presidents or set it off? Goodness gracious, that's so simple. Wow, these are, these are easy Dead questions right now. Every single time it comes on. Which one? I can watch Dead Presidents every single time it comes on. More entertaining than Set It Off. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm not gonna say it's um not sadder. Set It Off was sad, really sad. But Set It Off also had the most movie ruinous chick in the history of black exploitation, Vivica A. Fox. No, Gabriel Union was in that No, Vivica A. Go, go stand in the corner. Vivica A. Fox uh, with her procedures. Man, what is the procedure when you're being forced to watch a bad movie? Uh, question number three. Hood classic movie that is just just ridiculously awful, but you love it. Roll bounce. Roll bounce. Oh, I mean, but it it does it does it does have uh, the the lips of one. Uh, are you really salivating over Megan Good right now? I'm Megan Good. Her lips are incredible. So you're salivating over Megan Good and walking right past the the other young lady who finally got her braces taken off. Journey. Yeah. Alright, give me making good though. I'll take making good first. Journey Smollett. See, I, I can't look at either one of them because I watched them both grow up. I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. I can't. I don't care. As it goes further on into the future, making good just didn't grow up right. <laughs> she she did not live up to her full potential. No. Something about her face just screams, I used to be prom queen. Oh, Jesus. But Roll Bounce, huh? Shouts to, Roll uh, Bounce is a China movie Christ. that I can watch whenever it's on. And it's horrible. Like the worst villain in any movie ever. Nino Brown, move over because sweetness is here. <laughs> they, they really wasted, um, they, they wasted Charlie Murphy and Mike Epson that movie. Yeah, they did. Because they wanted to fit in as much of sweetness doing backflips and say, let's do this, Johnny. Oh, fish eyed food. I would have took more uh, DMC <laughs> than a uh, punk ass uh, Wesley Jonathan. But, you know, what can you do? 
man and then somehow he moved on couldn't roller skate but learned and then moved on to crossover where he couldn't play a lick of basketball right the black basketball diaries yeah that was yeah that was that was not not a good look not a good look at all um okay i bet sometimes anthony or uh wesley stands in the corner and says I used to be sweetness. Just saying. As question number four. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. What's thicker? Ashanti's eyebrows or Ashanti's sideburns? Really? Um, it's. I have to put a lot of thought into that. Can I have a few seconds to really think about all the things that I've seen in my lifetime yeah. when it comes to Ashanti's eyebrows and sideburns? Yeah, Give me a moment. Yeah, take a moment. <laughs> okay, so check it out. All right, I'm listening. Break it down. Um, Ashanti sideburns win uh, because of a scene, a cut. It was actually a deleted scene. It's in the director's cut of the um, of Wolverine. No, no, no. The Woody Allen movie Ants. There's a deleted scene where they climb up her sideburns in order to fight the evil that's at the top. But then they cut that all out. Because Ashanti sideburns wouldn't sign the contract. <laughs> she blocked it. Mm-hmm. Ashanti <laughs> is just she's. She's firm. I don't understand how that happened, and nobody told her. No. And people got on Olivia, you know, like Olivia from G Unit was horrible, and Ashanti just got a pass. I mean, Olivia might have been a man, but Ashanti had sideburns that made me jealous. Yeah. The, 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 the sideburns were incredible. But, you know, I just couldn't overlook the eyebrows either. They, no. Yeah. Oh, she needed to braid her eyebrows and, um, you know, just go for the money. Looked like she was doing a bat toosie with uh, black sharpies. So. <laughs> she had burnt eyebrows. Yes. Okay. Uh, fifth and final question. Okay. This is a simple question. Um, just a simple, uh, what would you rather do? Shit. Yeah, it's easy. Um, uh, option one, what would you rather do? Would you rather on live, uh, live free TV, um, with an audience of your entire family watching, do the, uh, Bartman dance? Naked with a also naked Mindy Cone uh, TV's Natalie from Facts of Life. I, I, I remember. Uh, uh, while, while Emmanuel Lewis uh, pours baby oil on both of you. You gotta get your so, on. Jesus. Or, you know, you have another option. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh,. <laughs> Uh, uh, or, or or stand and also in front of your uh, family and friends, you know, a, a gathering, family reunion, uh, and be flicked with camel boogers for 15 minutes straight 
in the face while your mouth is open. Naked Natalie or Camel Boogers? What year are we talking about? <laughs> this, uh, circa 1987. And there was nothing redeemable about her. Um, can Tootie videotape it? Absolutely not. Tootie is disgusted with you right now. <sighs> Mom's is watching. Mom's is watching. She has on a That's My Baby t-shirt. Oh my God. See, Mom's just got done watching Jungle Fever at that point. And um, I doubt she'd understand. Um, but um, Yeah, we invited her to the to the live the live taping. She thought it was your birthday, surprise birthday party. And <laughs> this is what she sees when we take the blindfold off. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, camel boogers now? Camel boogers. Delicious. Just, just flicking straight at your face for 15 minutes. Damage. Why, why? All right, fine. But it has to be, um, Emmanuel warm Lewis. oil. Because oh, otherwise my back is going to seize up. You'll be okay. You're going to be doing the Bartman. Oh, man. Everybody come around, all around from town to town. Oh, shit. Oh, all right. Perfect. So, all right. No no camel boogers. That's that's unfortunate. We had we had a, a, a camel here with a sinus infection. That was uh, primed and ready. Um, I appreciate you answering the five questions, sir. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't really have a question. By the way, yeah. um, I saw you skirting this conversation, but um, New Jack City was actually the seventh best soundtrack of all time. Okay, we will discuss that after the audience leaves. Uh huh. We will discuss that. We will discuss that. For right now, take this time to get your shout outs out. Do your plugs. Tell everybody how dope my show is. And your show's okay. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you do okay over there. And, uh, uh, and let the people know where to find you and what the fuck to do. You know what? I'm pretty sure I was the first person to give you a five-star review on iTunes. So just for that, I deserve to be on this show six times more than I have been. Okay. Um, so beef, beef, <laughs> beef is what you eating. Um, also, my wife said... Um, what you gonna do without my love? Um, the real love, uh, reminisce. Um, yeah, all that hey, happy days or whatever. So when she gets past that second album, uh, it's silence. Chill for a minute. Thank you, Chris. Says silence. Yeah, you got a point, but I would never tell her that. Okay. Um, this Rashani, host of the single simulcast, writer of Sin and Solace, host of the Dream Team. Your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. Um, check me out on Stitcher, on iTunes, and at www.singlesimulcast.com. I want to send shout out to my beloved wife, Nisha, who is currently doing medical school homework. She'll be on the show soon. She'll be on my show soon. Man, 
y'all can't find her like that. I got lucky. She's my, uh, she's my Keisha. She's my Miss Hawkins. Um, shouts out to you for having me on the show. Like I said, if I could leave another review under a fake name, I would. You deserve more five stars, so people help them out. Um, shouts out to my kids for staying away from me. And, um, shouts out to Adjo Dan... Adjo J and Scarfinger, uh, my two co-hosts on the Dream Team. Really, y'all need to check that show out. It's great. Yeah. Oh, and um, no shots out to Classic Materia. Oh shit, shots fired. Who uh, came on to your show and talked trash about me after I came on to your show and talked trash about him. How dare you, um, I know, right? Retort. And then came into my party on Call of Duty Black Ops and proceeded to. Uh, die a lot. Oh shit. He, he and a player, he just die a lot. Man. He got killed so much that he left. Like, he was like, I'm sleepy. We were like, you must be. Oh shit. Classic's rap name is Sir Die a lot. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it was a lot of murder, death, kill out there. When are you gonna talk about a uh, demolition man? But, anyways. Thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. It was fun. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, one, one more time with, with, with Felon and, and Mindy Cone Nipples. <laughs> right. Man, the thing Rashani. is, Mindy Cone is probably whispering in my ear, a piece of you prom queen. <laughs> we out of here. Peace. lays an egg on real people when he meets Big Bird and an explosive facts of life. The building could blow up. I'll buy that. Then all rise for courtroom craziness on the series premiere of Night Court. Gotcha. Be there. Wednesday, it's the St. Elsewhere that won two Emmys. James Coco and Doris Roberts star in their award-winning performances on St. Elsewhere, Wednesday. What a show. Uh, I want to thank Rashani for coming through and talking New Jack City with me and the uh, impromptu Squingeely Improv Theater. <laughs> um, shout outs to the people that's hitting the uh, website, eclecticrelaxation.com. Um, uh, special shouts and peace, Dave Nappy, for the comments on the. Uh, OT with Jason Gross, JG, J Jizzle, and the uh, Saturday morning cartoon show. Um, I got my schedules from the comic books as well. Uh, shout outs to Lamar the Revenger, Count Marzo, Peace to Kojak Delta for the comments on the G.I. Joe Random Thoughts post, uh, Mr. Sirius of the Underscoop Fire podcast, uh, Montoya's, shout outs to Montoya's. 
thank you to Nicole for listening to the worst show and commenting on that. Uh, peace to Brian Moore and Charles Anderson. Listen, you want to get on the action, visit eclecticrelaxation.com's website. Uh, right now on there is a pop culture weapons quiz. Um, a old to the day of the 80s and Falcon Crest and Roots Cubes. Uh, there's also a uh, uh, female R&B random thoughts uh, post. Uh, plus a bunch of other more shit. So, 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 so check that out. Um, about those iTunes reviews. Look, iTunes is not playing right with me <laughs> right now. I may have to some, uh, put in a new uh, feed which would void my previous stats. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll figure it out. But if you're using uh, the podcast app for the iOS, Apple devices, or you're listening through iTunes, don't fret. You can uh, subscribe. Uh, you can uh, enter the feed burner feed in iTunes and the podcast app. Um, you want that feeds.feedburner.com forward slash eclectic discussion podcast and that's it and you're in um if you're on the site just click the link that i have uh, for itunes i swapped it out or you can sign up in the top right of the website whatever you want to do of course you know you can listen directly on the site and stitcher uh, maybe if people listen on stitcher i get one of the awards i was snubbed out uh this year uh, anyway, retweet and Google Plus it and Facebook it and Tumblr and, and, and Pinterest and stumble on it and send smoke signals.edu, whatever <laughs> you do, put the word out about the show. Um, that's about it. It's, it's been a long show, so I won't keep you any longer. The next show will be here before you know it. You know an OT is on deck, so uh, in the meantime, in between time, Devin, appreciation. appreciation. Everybody's fancy.
guessing never.